Let's chat about how to get what you need for your home when you don't have a lot of cash or credit. You can do that at Aaron's. Rent to own appliances, furniture, and tech from top brands like HP, Samsung, and Ashley. But say you don't need it anymore, no problem. At Aaron's, you can return your product at any time or even upgrade it for something new. Life's always changing. With Aaron's, your stuff can change right along with it. Keep it, return it, upgrade it. Aaron's fits your life instead of the other way around. Approval isn't guaranteed and some restrictions apply. See your local store for details. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. The Volume. All right, welcome to Hoops Tonight here at The Volume. Happy Monday, everybody. I hope all of you guys are having a good start to your week. Round one NBA playoff coverage on Hoops Tonight is brought to you by Chase Freedom Unlimited. How do you cash back? We are live on AMP, so if you're watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast feeds, don't forget that AMP is the very first place that you guys can get these shows. Uh, we are going to be breaking down the two games from tonight. We got the Warriors having falling down 2-0 in Sacramento. Their road struggles continue. And then we're also going to be talking about um, the early game uh, in basically the first two games of that Philly series against Brooklyn. You guys know the drill before we get started. Subscribe to the Volumes YouTube channel so you don't miss any more of our videos. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JasonLT so you guys don't miss any show announcements. And if for whatever reason you guys miss one of these videos and you can't get back over to YouTube to finish, don't forget you can find them wherever you get your podcasts under Hoops Tonight. Last but not least, you guys have heard me talk about Game Time, the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States. If you're looking to get out to an NBA game, an NHL playoff game, a baseball game, or even a concert or a comedy show, Game Time has amazing last minute deals on tickets to all of these. So if you're looking to get out to see your favorite NBA team or NHL team play in the playoffs, Game Time has a deal for you. If your favorite artist is touring around the country playing music, Game Time's got a deal for you. They've taken amazing care of me in the past. I know they're going to take great care of you guys. Just, uh, you're going to get a great deal. You're going to know exactly uh, where you're going to be sitting. Um, it's it's all around just a very user-friendly experience. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download the Game Time app and enter your email and redeem code HOOPS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, enter your email and the code HOOPS, that's H-O-O-P-S, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets Lowest price, guaranteed. All right, let's talk some basketball, guys. So, you know, the Sacramento Kings, for whatever we want to say about them uh, defensively, and I'm, I'm very fascinated by how well they've defended in this series. They are not a big team by any stretch of the imagination. That's why neither of these teams are. 
And that's why, you know, I'm, I'm really concerned about either of them should they get out of this series and they face a team like Memphis or L.A. in the next in the next round that are huge at almost every single position and the way that can present a bunch of, of problems for them. But between these two teams, there's clearly one team that is much, much more athletic. And I think you're seeing that in a bunch of specific areas of this game. Defensively, you're seeing a bad Kings team defensively that has managed to put forth a facsimile of good defense. We've talked about this a lot during the season, but the strength of the Kings defense is De'Aaron Fox is having a good point of attack defensive year. And then they've got some guards that they can bring on, bring in off the bench that are good athletes. And so even though they haven't defended well all season in this environment with the right level of intensity, they've been able to actually put together a good defensive effort. Fueled by the strength of their home crowd, the fact that they don't necessarily need to protect the rim a ton with the with the approach that Golden State has been playing with, and like you know, I've I've always been fascinated in the NBA playoffs by the way that that change in circumstance makes certain players more valuable and other players less valuable. For instance, Davion Mitchell. Davion Mitchell is a guy who played what like 17, 18 minutes a game during the regular season. Has always been a, a, an intriguing defensive prospect, but never could really gain a strong foothold in that Kings rotation. Right, as like a guy that plays more than half the game. But it's like can credibly guard Steph Curry equals automatic rotation minutes. And again, Steph Curry's a bona fide superstar. He's going to continue to make crazy shots, and he has played very well offensively in this series. But the shot quality has not been great. And that's a credit to the defensive effort from all of the guards on Sacramento. And, you know, you, you kind of see the flip side of that for Golden State, right? Because every shot attempt from Steph Curry is this, you know, and Steph has been the one guy on the Warriors who's been able to generate some rim pressure. You saw that again in the fourth quarter of this game. You saw a little bit of it in the fourth quarter of, of game one. But no one else on the roster is generating real rim pressure except for a little bit of Andrew Wiggins. Whereas on the other end of the floor, it's just one possession after the other. Another play where De'Aaron Fox or Malik Monk is streaking down the lane towards the basket, drawing in tons of help, and driving and kicking and creating all sorts of good shots. You know, the skill set elements allow you to make tough shots, but the athleticism allows you to generate easy shots. If I asked you who got the easiest shots for the Warriors tonight, I know for a fact most of you guys would say Andrew Wiggins, right? Because it's like, oh, he got a post-up touch against Malik Monk and he just did two pound dribbles and then he's at the basket shooting a right-handed hook, you know? Or, oh, he just ripped through to the middle and kind of stiff-armed with his left arm and just hung the ball out with his right hand and then scooped it into the basket because he's just a bigger, better athlete than some of the players that he's going against defensively. Even when he needed to create a jump shot, it's like when Andrew Wiggins just does a hard pound dribble to his left and takes a step back, like, he just gets a lot of separation because he's 6'8 and he's a fantastic athlete on this stage when the defenses are all just at another level of intensity and focus and and schematic approach having that athletic advantage just matters I'll give you an example there's a very good defensive possession at the end of this game where the Warriors forced a skip pass to the weak side corner and on that play Clay Thompson is in help he's got his right right foot kind of on the left block and he does a really nice closeout to get out to Harrison Barnes and dissuades him from taking the three. And Harrison Barnes drives to the left, kind of towards that, uh, towards the elbow. And Clay beats him to the spot and slides his feet. But Clay is six seven, 
and coming off of a couple major injuries, not quite the same athlete as Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes just went power into a spin move back towards his right hand and finished high and soft off the glass because Harrison Barnes is a better athlete. And, you know, again, it's it's one of those dynamics that I'm not sure the Warriors can flip in this series. The only way it's going to flip is the same way it did in the finals Last year, you know, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are better athletes than Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins as a pair, right? Andrew Wiggins is on that level, but those two together are not the same type of athlete, right? But because Clay Thompson, over the course of the series, started winning those confrontations with Jalen Brown, it ended up being a big thing that swung the series, right? And so, over the course of the series, and this series is not over, by the way, like the uh, Sacramento jumped up 2 0. They're clearly a lot better defensively than we expected, but they've got to go to Golden State. And as bad as Golden State has been on the road all season, they've been that good at home. And they're going to be a really difficult team for Sacramento to get a win there. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. As a matter of fact, I'd say it's likely that this series comes back to Sacramento at 2-2. The problem is, is the only way you're going to be able to get one of those games, and you have to get one of those games... The only way they're going to get one of those games is if they start to win some of these physical confrontations. And I'm not actually sure that it's possible. Um, you know, when when Draymond Green went out, because Andrew, here's the thing. We talked about in uh, this morning's video, those of you guys who, Warriors fans who watched our film session that we did on the Warriors this morning, I talked about how there was two possessions at the end of game one where Andrew Wiggins and Gary Payton got stops and contained uh, Darren Fox off of the dribble and forced him into a tough fadeaway over his left shoulder, and they got back-to-back stops, which allowed them to have a chance to win the game on the other end, which they were unfortunately unable to. But that was a good sign that Bo- that that was, was an indicator of the fact that they'd be able to get more stops in this game. And they did. Like, when Wiggins and Gary Payton were on the ball in this game, they were phenomenal. But then what happens? At the end of the game... Darren Fox knows Draymond Green is out. We'll talk about the kick, uh, him getting ejected here in a minute. But Draymond Green's out, so all he has to do is call for a ball screen because if Andrew Wiggins has to fight over a screen, it doesn't matter how good of an athlete he is. He's going to get downhill, and that's Kevon Looney under the basket, not Draymond Green. Kevon Looney's a good player on a bunch of different levels and is a, a bona fide championship role player, a guy who can play a little bit of starting center, a little bit of backup center, can do a lot of good things. Not in the same stratosphere as a rim protector, as Draymond Green is. That's just the reality. And so it just, it, it, once again, uh, the shot quality, we have to separate quality from results. The shot quality has been better for Sacramento in both games. And the only way the Warriors are going to win on the road in Sacramento is if they can flip that dynamic. And if Sacramento is getting clear driving lanes and generating a ton of rim pressure and kicking the wide open shooters versus Steph Curry just being one of the all time greats making a bunch of hero shots. I don't like their chances. And so they've got to find a way to flip that uh, flip that dynamic one way or another. One, one other specific thing that I thought the athleticism gap is really starting to show in this series is just the, is turning over the basketball. How many times today did you see one of the Warriors guards like cross half court and immediately run into ball pressure? Like again, like one of the advantages of what Davion Mitchell did is he just made Steph work really hard. You could tell on his last few three-point shots he didn't get nearly enough lift and that was why he was missing. That's wearing him out over the course of the game with ball pressure. He's picking him up right after he crosses half court. There's a lot of plays where one of the Warriors guards then tries to throw a cross-court pass 
And then there's a Kings player, another great athlete that's shooting into that gap. And Malik Monk is not the best defensive player in the world, but he's a good athlete. This is kind of an athletic team. Malik Monk is very athletic. De'Aaron Fox is very athletic. Harrison Barnes at his position is a very, very good athlete. Davion Mitchell in a different kind of like lateral quickness, center of gravity kind of way is a good athlete. They're running into some problems there. They're going to have to find a way to flip that dynamic. On the Draymond Green thing... um, I, I kind of I, I know you guys are going to be like, oh, he works for the volume. Of course you're going to say this. But uh, you, I'm just take my word for it that I'm telling you exactly how I really feel. Uh, I, I think it's ridiculous that he got ejected. Uh, have you ever like tripped and you notice like when you look down, you have a spot in mind that's like two or three feet in front of you that you plan on planting your foot. And then when you trip, like your foot doesn't get that far. And you end up planting your body weight at a point between where you are in the spot that you're going. Now, did Draymond embellish it a little bit and maybe put his body weight on him a little bit? Sure, call it a flagrant. But here's what happened. On a play that Draymond was completely uninvolved in, Sabonis got knocked over and rolled up into his legs and grabbed his leg. Meanwhile, the Warriors are running the other way in transition trying to get a bucket. Draymond's a good playmaker. A lot of those transition plays end with him trailing the play, catching the ball, and then quick flowing into a dribble handoff for a guy for a wide open three. He's trying to get up the floor, and Sabonis was preventing him from doing that. So, like, to me, Sabonis made a moderately dirty play, and then Draymond Green made a moderately dirty play that seemed a lot worse because you think he just outward, like, just deliberately stomped on Sabonis that's not what happened he was trying to step forward uh, then he got his leg grabbed and so he ended up planting a different spot and then he embellished it and definitely played it up a little bit and uh not Sabonis I'm talking about Draymond like Draymond definitely like knew he was down there and planted his foot but I don't think he thought I'm gonna stomp on Sabonis I think he thought I'm tripping I'm stepping on this dude if I have to I'm going down the floor. And so to give just a technical to Sabonis and then to eject Draymond from the game is ridiculous, especially in a game where with him on the floor, again, like that, there's a, there's a little, I'm going to look at the lineup data tomorrow, but there's a little bit of a trend here where like when Draymond's on the floor with Gary Payton and Andrew Wiggins with Stephen Clay, they're getting a lot of stops and that bodes well for them. But that you, when you take Draymond out of the equation, they just had no chance to get stops. And, like, Clay Thompson made some big shots down the stretch. Steph made some big shots down the stretch. And it just didn't matter because they couldn't get stops because you took their best defensive player off the floor. And, look, here's the thing with Draymond. If you want to play the devil's advocate card, it's like, okay, dude, Sabonis initiated it. You can't get yourself kicked out of the game. So even if you want to stomp on him, even if that's what your body's trying to do, you have to try to, you know, play cool a little bit. Like, that's fair. But I wouldn't have kicked him out there. I thought that was ridiculous. But again, great start for the Kings. I'm very impressed with him defensively. De'Aaron Fox is a bona fide playoff player based on the simple fact that nobody can keep him in front. They're a lot more athletic than people give them credit for. One of the big things we talked about during the series is, are they going to go away from Kevin Herter and go away from Keegan Murray in favor of better defensive players? And they did. They went with... Uh, Davion Mitchell and then Malik Monk has been defending pretty well in this series but it's more of an offensive type of sub because he's also beating people off the dribble they've got a lineup there that really works that's Sabonis Barnes Davion Mitchell Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox that's the lineup the Warriors are going to have to beat if they're going to win this series and it prevents uh, presents some matchup issues for them not over I expect the Warriors to go back and tie this series at, at two but they're going to have to find a way to win in Sacramento eventually all right really quickly we're not going to spend a ton of time on Brooklyn Philly I mean I'll just be honest with you guys too like 
This is a, this is one of the two series I picked to be a sweep. Brooklyn's completely overmatched. We're not learning a ton about what Philly's capable of in one way or another. I'm, I watched the film today and I tried to come up with some notes for you guys, but the reality is is we're not going to learn a ton about what Philly's capable of until they run into Boston next round. I expect them to run into Boston next round. That series is going to be incredible. We <laughs> like we're going to spend a lot of time on every single game in that series, but this particular series just doesn't have a ton going on. That said, a couple of specific things. As we expected, Brooklyn is hard doubling Joel Embiid whenever they have a chance. When he catches the ball at the left elbow in particular, and they were spamming that to start the, the third quarter, he can make easy reads from there. And he had a lot of turnovers today, but I want, I want you guys to look past the turnovers for just a second to look at a points-per-possession basis. When Joel Embiid has been either... Um, uh, when Joel Embiid has been double-teamed in the post, so like... Uh, uh, when they straight up hard double, not like draw, drive and draw help, but like straight up hard double, he's generated 14 points out of that. That's 1.27 points per possession. He's also up over a point per possession in isolation when he's drawing multiple defenders. So yeah, the turnovers are ugly, but everything else around it is great. A big product of that is a big uh, uh, a reason for that is just the fact that Philly has such a great spot up team. But Joel Embiid is starting to manage the double teams a little bit better every single day. Again, the turnovers need to get cut out. Out because that hurts them in transition, but that's going to be a dynamic they're going to face, um, especially against Boston, which is basically just a better version of this Brooklyn team. I think they had 19 turnovers today. Obviously, Boston is a much better transition offense team. I want to say they're converting transition offensive possessions by like at like 140 offensive rating, which is insane. So you've got to find a way to take better care of the ball against Boston. James Harden. Um, I spoke very highly of him this year about how I thought it was going to be a revenge campaign. And honestly, I think he's been better than I think a lot of us would have expected this season. But one of my biggest concerns for him coming into the postseason is just, is he ready for the fight? Is he ready for the competitive physicality? And the fact that that regular season bullshit messing around basketball just doesn't work at that level. Well, 31 points on 24 shots, a ton of foul grifting, 20 assists and 9 turnovers. Keeps doing that same thing where he gets into the lane and he sticks his arm out. Which, like, you do that to draw a foul, but you're also exposing the basketball. So you're dramatically increasing your risk for turnover in the hopes that you're going to get to the foul line. I just, I just, I, I think it's, I think it's just unserious basketball for this level. So I'm hoping that before we get to Boston, that James Harden locks in a little bit and gets a little bit sharper on those details. But you know, Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris have picked up the slack. They have 87 points in the first two games. Uh, Tyrese Maxey got red hot from three uh, uh, in the second half of this game. You know, Tyrese Maxey is an underrated work ethic guy. He's like anybody, you've talked to anybody who knows anything about the Sixers or is close to the Sixers. Like he's a workout warrior, a guy who's in the gym working his ass off every single day. And that's impressive because his foundational skill is his athleticism, his straight line speed and his ability to beat people off the dribble. Him building out a, like a completely respectable pull-up jump shot has turned him into a damn good NBA player. And if he's going to play this well, then that's going to go a long way towards covering for any sort of shortcomings that James Harden might have. Um, like I said, we're going to talk a lot more Sixers as we get into the second round. Tomorrow I'm traveling back from Canada to Portland. So I am going to be completely off tomorrow, but we're going to be covering the Tuesday night slate on early Wednesday morning. And then we have big plans for Wednesday night after uh, game two of Lakers Grizzlies. As always, I sincerely appreciate you guys and rocking with me and supporting the show. And I will see you guys on Wednesday.
Let's chat about how to get what you need for your home when you don't have a lot of cash or credit. You can do that at Aaron's. Rent to own appliances, furniture, and tech from top brands like HP, Samsung, and Ashley. But say you don't need it anymore, no problem. At Aaron's, you can return your product at any time or even upgrade it for something new. Life's always changing. With Aaron's, your stuff can change right along with it. Keep it, return it, upgrade it. Aaron's fits your life instead of the other way around. Approval isn't guaranteed and some restrictions apply. See your local store for details. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.